there for talking. Is that true? In some situations. I guess. When do you care for talking? Uh, By the way, I'm this talking, is the beginning. Oh, when, I'm, when I'm talking to good friends. Nice, like this. Yeah, well, you know, it's a little bit of a gray area here, but. I'm just kidding. You're a great guy. <laughs> gray you, as in gray. Have you ever done like a formal interview thing before? Yeah. Well, not like seriously. It's always been like, you know, YouTube celebrity Aaron Hansen, aka Ego after you tell us about your farts or something, you know? <laughs> and then I always like to like take over the interview a little bit uh -huh. and, and just kind of like make their lives miserable. It depends. Like if it's a good interview, I'll totally be on board. But if it's an interview where it's just kind of like, um, um, uh, so where did you get your start? And I'm just like, oh. do you remember a particularly stupid one? There was one that I'm super fond of actually where it was stupid and then I sort of Did my little takeover thing, but then we started talking about interesting things as a result mm -hmm. And then I realized how cool they were and I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> this is great So it was a fun. I don't so it became it was. cool. Like, yeah, like we just started talking it. about games or whatever and, and it was it was very interesting Is there one that six out of your mind is actually terrible or you just forget? I, because you might get you must get like requests for interviews. I mean, for, from well, like you, randos. All yeah, the time, yeah. Right? I, and I used to say yes to a lot of them, but I think I've said no to almost everyone in the last yeah. four years now. Basically, NSP does the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's just kind of like how many times can you be asked the same question? Like nobody's. If you really want to know that stuff, it's out there. Yeah. Um, and and it just feels like, you know, these dudes that have like a hundred viewers regular viewers are reaching out to us to like have the we got these guys on the show you know right come watch our show um so there's just something sort of gross about that uh but there was this one i don't want to name any names because but whatever Pe they, people will find it yeah i just i just remember i hated it so much and then they they asked me to do like a, a promo thing, you know, afterwards they're like, this is Aaron and you're right. listening to whatever. And I just fucking like, just went hard bullshit on it. And I was just like, bleh, 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 bleh. and they were like, could you maybe do that again? But like normal. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And then I like went, came back and did it worse. <laughs> and I don't think I gave them a normal or maybe I did. And it was just kind of like, were they mad? This is Aaron and you're listening to blah, blah, blah. And they were like, all right, we can use that. <laughs> like, cool. Do you ever follow up these things and watch them? Um, I usually, yeah, I used to listen to all of them because I was just like, because I didn't do Game Grumps at the time when I was doing a lot of these interviews, so... So this is like Newgrounds days or what? Yeah, yeah, it was when I was doing animations more regularly, and uh, so it was interesting for me to listen to myself talk because, I, I, you know, I'd never really done that, and so I was like, oh, this is interesting how my brain works, and I can listen back and see, like, oh, if I sounded dumb there, I can, like, change that the uh, in my speaking patterns or whatever mm -hmm. but now that i do game grumps and it's out three times a day i'm like, talking I, i'm like fucking sick of listening half an hour to a day plus, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly um so uh what the fuck was the question i don't think oh, there yeah. really was one yeah it was just do i listen to myself do i listen to them yeah i don't anymore though um like whenever we have like panels or whatever i used to watch all of them but now i don't yeah i'm me, just not interested in particular what's like the question so you said, you know, it's the same old questions. Like, what are the questions you hate getting asked? I'm asking this partly so I don't ask them. <laughs> uh, what do I hate getting asked? Like um, this, or it, it, maybe the question isn't bad. It's just that you, it's every single fucking time that it's the same question. Yeah. I think it's the ones that don't really have any depth to them. 
Because the thing I used to do a lot of solo panels, and and part of me still wants to do them because it felt sort of like a like a stand up act to me. Mm-hmm. Because people would ask, you know, you've seen like uh, a night with Kevin Smith, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I felt like it was that. I would take like four questions, and each question would go on for like thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I don't do that as much anymore. Um, and and I and I think as a result, and also just like the group nature of like being on stage with being on a panel with several people, um, people ask sort of more like, I don't know, like the, the less interesting questions than than it used to be, especially since I built up a reputation when I was doing panels that I was like, you know everything about me, it's out there, just fu- just ask me something weird and interesting and like introspective and I'll fucking talk just about it. Just go off on it, yeah. Yeah, so um, people would do that. But, you know, the stuff that like plays into the stereotypes of the characters on the show, which I get, you know, it doesn't make me angry. You mean like the memes, like the like the Yoda jokes? Yeah, kind of stuff, yeah, stuff like that. And it, it, it doesn't bother me, but it's like, Obviously, I would rather a different question <laughs> yeah. than than that. But um, the Yoda jokes isn't so bad though because it it's like a challenge. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh okay, I, I can come up with one, and they're they're usually stupid, but like I just like creating. So yeah, um, to it's be kind of like to, a challenge, right? Yeah, be, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but like the ones like I don't know, like how angry did you get when you did the battle kit or whatever? And it's like yeah. It's on. It's on video for you to listen to. <laughs> like that's how. I, yeah. How totally. did it feel? I don't know. Well, the the pre game grumps thing reminded me is that that's actually what we're supposed to. Be yeah, this is the topic. Right? Is like pre before game, game grumps. grumps. So I guess let's. Uh, I don't know. Like take us back to the very beginning. Like what is like you grew up what Florida right? Yeah, I grew up in Florida. Um, I lived in New. My brain turned on in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Um, but we only lived there for like a year and a half. But I remember a lot from New Hampshire. Weirdly. So what does that mean? How old were you ish? I was like three. Mm-hmm. I think I think we were in New Hampshire when I was like three to four. Uh, I was always into like drawing, and there's like this. I was gonna say famous picture, but it's like famous in my family. Of uh, I don't think I've ever like <laughs> so it's famous among it. like five people. Yeah, yeah. Like like if I showed it to an aunt or an uncle, they'd be like, "Oh, that picture." Um, it's a uh, it's a picture of me next to like a little snowman I made out of clay, uh-huh. and I'm just like. <gasps> I'm so proud. Um, and and that was sort of like, you know, from that point on, I was like, I want to make things. And so that's I, when you were like five or something, or I was younger. either three or four. Three or four. Yeah. Um. And I and I remember too. Uh, I think it was my dad. Somebody. We went to a church, which I didn't know at the time was a church. It was just the place that I went uh-huh. during the day. Um, but uh, there was like a. Santa Claus thing and I actually don't remember it was before my brain turned on but my brother and I got like a placemat of the the local town that we were in mm-hmm. um so we could put like cars and stuff on it and my brother always played with it cuz he liked cars and I didn't really like cars that much but I just remember seeing that and like realizing right off the bat that like it wasn't printed it was like somebody drew that uh-huh. and I and I just thought that was so interesting and I was like man like they sell Things like this, but somebody made it and it's just as good, if not better. So, um, making stuff is pretty interesting to me. Uh, so yeah, I was always, I was always drawing stuff. And I remember like my first introduction to like sort of making animations or, or, or thinking like it was possible was, uh, I don't, I, I got a flip book in a cereal box. Oh yeah. I remember those. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember. I think it was like Toy Story or something. 
but I was like, I was just flipping through it and I was like, wow, these are just like, here it is. And I'd like go through every frame and I'm like, wow, this, they move a little bit differently. And then there was an episode of um, Muppet Babies where they got Nanny's camera and it had like uh -huh. a button that would you take one frame. You know what? I actually remember that episode yeah. of Muppet Babies. Yeah. I was, I was obsessed with Muppet Babies. It's a great a show. It's a great show. Um... Do you remember Little Muppet Monsters when it briefly, like for- What? Yeah, so for when it was on Saturday morning. Actually, you're probably too young to have seen it when it was on Saturday morning. Is that right? Or no? N well, uh, you know, I don't even, I think it was in syndication when I yeah. watched it. So I watched it when it was on Saturday morning and briefly for one season, they did something called Little Muppet Monsters. And you could actually hear the theme song for Little Muppet Monsters at the end of Muppet Babies. Wow. Like, yeah. Huh. Anyway. I gotta, I gotta check that out. But I mean-, I mean so the, the, that was the moment where I sort of realized, like, oh, I could do it myself. Because I made, I made like, flip looks in, like, my textbooks at school and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would, I would cut out squares of paper and then, like... And so you're, like, how old at that Staple point? them together. Uh, this is when Toy Story came out. So I don't know what year that was. Can't or, even remember. Mid-90s, Yeah, that 90s. sounds about right. Um, but anyway. So you're, like, that, that would be, what, like, 10-ish for you? I guess. I was in... What school was that? That was, I have to like walk my myself through the school. That was elementary school. Okay, so younger. Yeah. Um, okay, so I saw that episode um, and I was like, oh, I have a, a video camera. My dad has one. So I took it and there was a blank VHS tape. And so I just put it in and I set it on a table and I started making clay dudes. And then I started moving them. And there wasn't like a one frame button. I would yeah. just hit start and stop. Yeah, I remember this. Um, oh, I remember this. Sorry. I don't remember you doing this. I remember doing exactly the same oh, okay. thing with the camera. Um, but that was like my thing for a while. Like yeah, yeah. I started making tons of clay things because I wanted to animate them. And I made all these like characters in clay. Um, there was like this big dude. I was really into Final Fantasy VI at the time. Uh -huh. So there was like this big, uh, big yellow dude with like a, like a spoon head. Okay. And his name was Esprit. And I was really proud of him because he he was like anatomically like really nice. Uh -huh. um, and then there was this little guy with he was like a red slug guy with two arms and like three claws. And his head I've never talked about this ever, um, but it was such a huge part of my childhood. Uh, and his head was like, so I made like these concentric circles with different colors, and I, and I flattened them into a pancake, and then I folded it over. So his face was like the front of it was like where the two spots met and then there was like a little exposed part of the concentric circles that sort of looked like eyes now. oh cool yeah yeah um and he was noge wow that's awesome and so those are my characters and i made like tons of little videos. and those were characters that existed or you invented no those? i made them you made them yeah just by dicking around with clay um but so whenever we had a school project now i was like i was like the claymation guy and i like made I made all my projects in claymation, wow. but I didn't know how to dub it. Oh. <laughs> so uh -huh. every time that we had one, I had a script. And so I'd be like, all right, just play the tape and I'll like talk over it. And it was probably fucking a train wreck, but I was like so proud. Do um, you have any of these tapes still? I'm sure I do. And, and also a little bit later after like, I was like, well, I can still tell stories by just like playing with the toys. Like I don't have to claymation them. I made a couple where it was just like me holding the camera and I'd like move them. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was really proud of those because it was sort of like my first like improv uh, experience because I, I literally just had like, okay, I know what I want to happen, but I don't know what they're going to say. So, and I made like a pod race 
because Phantom Menace had just come out. Uh -huh. So I was I was really into the idea of like, and I had like a Jabba the Hutt figure, and he was, I don't know. I just remember the funniest thing to me was uh, somebody needed food in order to fuel his pod racer. So I remember I had, it was my first like editing triumph where uh, it was just like, this guy wants food. And then it would, and then it cut to Jabba the Hutt and it was like, and so does this guy. And I was, I was like, at the time it was hilarious to me and I, I'd laugh so hard. I don't remember <laughs> if anybody actually thought it was funny, but. Who did you show these to? Just friends, family? Like... Yeah, my brother and my parents and then like a couple friends and I'm sure that was fucking torture for Did them. you ever do these for like a school project or anything like that? Not the toy ones, no. Definitely the claymation though. Um, yeah, so that, that, man, that was like before I was animating like drawings and stuff. Like way before. So what was you, I mean, I guess you were, so you were into like, well, from whatever you can call it that age, comedy, right? You like, you wanted to be funny. Yes, essentially, absolutely. Do you remember? Were you into like jokes? Did you get these joke books? Like, I don't. You remember they'd have like I don't know joke books for kids, like a thousand and one hilarious jokes. I think as a kid, I always thought they were corny. I seem to remember there was one that was like toilet humor, and I thought that was so. I was like, whoa, <laughs> there's a book on this. That's crazy. I think poop is funny. Um, but I think they were also kind of lame. I remember there was Goosebumps was really popular, mm -hmm. and then there was a parody book series called Goofumps. <laughs> Goofumps. Yeah, and uh, so it's like a Mad Magazine style. Thing. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was stupid, and I'm sure it's even more stupid now. But at the time, I was like, "Whoa, the, the parody! This is crazy! Like, how did they do this? I, I can't believe this got published." That kind of thing. I think there's something about that age like maybe 10ish or 12 or something like that where parody is like the best yeah because i remember exactly you know or like fourth fifth grade somewhere around there i was obsessed with weird al like oh, yeah. to the extent where you know, i'm a bit older than you and my sister and i would have these like basically family flame wars where she'd be like i like beat it i'd be like well i like eat it it's a better song because it's funny beat <laughs> it isn't funny and so fuck you you know uh i think there's just something about Parody is this like early form of comedy that that you can get, yeah, right, especially especially at that age. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I was really into Spaceballs, yeah, around too. that time too, and um, Mel Brooks in general for me at that age. Yeah, I mean, all I saw was Spaceballs, and then later I got well, actually, I saw Robin Hood Men in Tights as well, which I thought for the longest time was just Rob, like that was Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> like that was your first. Yeah, Robin that was the Hood first thing? time I saw, and I saw the Disney that's, one too afterwards. And that's I was what like, I was oh, going to ask is like, th that's the one. So is that the real one? And then I realized it's like an old story that the people have just retold. <laughs> um, so when you watch the Disney one, you were like, why isn't this as funny? Well, I don't, I honestly don't remember making the connection. I just, they were I just guess like, one did have a Fox in it and the other was yeah. like people. Anyway, uh, oh, what the fuck was I saying? Parody. Yes. Um, so, parody is actually what got me started with producing stuff. So, when I was like 12 or 13, I was really into um, downloading MP3s on Napster. Um, that's what like really got me into music. Like uh -huh. I learned about uh, J-pop, which I was way into. Um, and... Uh, and a lot of like comedy stuff. Like I downloaded a lot of comedy bits. And I didn't know at the time, but it was like Opie and Anthony and stuff uh -huh. like that. Um, and like a lot of prank calls, like uh, Jerky Boys style yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I remember like, do do kick my dog. That was like the, <laughs> the big. Have you heard that one? No. 
Oh, it's so good. It's a classic. That that one had me in stitches constantly. I'd listen to it like every day. It was just like this guy, and he was like accusing this woman of kicking his dog. And, uh-huh. and she was like, I don't know who you are. I didn't kick your dog. And he's like, no, you come over, you kick my dog. <laughs> And he's like, I'm going to kill you. And she's like, you're going to kill me? And, and he's like, no, no, I'm just kidding. It's good. Cool. <laughs> anyway. Um, but the one thing that really left a mark on me was, I don't remember who made it or where it's from, but it was Star Wars in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just like, Star Wars, do-do-do, clean the droid. Oh, the, the, I got to save Leia, blah, blah, blah. You know, and, it was, and it was Star Wars in 30 seconds. Like the original movie. Yeah, the first movie. The whole thing, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, my God. This is there's something about it like really struck a chord with me because it was so funny and so dense in like this super short amount of time. And I'm like, this is what I want to do because I hate I, I like laughing and like I want to laugh constantly. And when something has like dead parts or it's not interesting or whatever, but it's a comedy, it's like, I'm like, I don't get that. Um, my ADD mind, I guess. But I was like, I want to make shit like this. So I made, um, I can't remember what the first one was that I made, but it, it culminated into Dragon Ball Z in a nutshell. This is a, a video. It was a MP3. MP3. Yeah. So I, I, I like to record little comedy bits on my shitty microphone on my computer and I would send them to like people every so often. But DBZ in a nutshell was like, it was my first like production. Uh-huh. I, it had like a beginning and a middle and an end. And it was like, it was like a minute and a half long. And you're like 13 or something at this point? Yes, I was 13. Um, and then I made like a couple other ones. I made like Digimon in a nutshell mm-hmm. and like Pokemon in a nutshell. Uh, but so because the way that Napster was, it would scrub your MP3 uh, library right, right, right. and then it would just make it available to anybody who went on your user account. Yep. And it would be totally like, once you signed in and you were on and your computer was on, then anybody could get that shit from you. They could search it and it would show up, you yeah. know? Um, so what I did was I tagged it. It was my first foray into SEO. Uh-huh. Um, and I tagged it. It was like DBZ in a nutshell. And I called myself Ego and Company, even though it was just me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I tagged it like hilarious, you know, or like, or like comedy or something. I don't remember what it was. But, uh, so I left that on there for a while and then maybe like a couple months later I was like I wonder if people have downloaded it and so I I searched it and I got a hundred results and I was like (laughs) whoa holy crap dude people are whoa people have this now and they heard it this is amazing and I I remember just being like this is the greatest (laughs) moment of my life like something got out there and and people watched it yeah 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 um and then a little bit later, I got in Newgrounds um, at the time, which was just like a bunch of, you know, really shitty Flash movies and like, like so poor. Because so this Flash, is super early. Newgrounds, yeah. Yeah. Right? This like, is maybe I was like 14 or 15. Um, and like just just horrible. And it wasn't like any fault of the creators. It was like Flash was so fucking archaic. Yeah, like yeah. it was so hard to work with. And like the frame rate sucked. Um, but like people loved this sort of like subversive comedy. Oh yeah. It, it was like, you know, beat up David Federline or Kevin Federline. And it was like, yeah, fuck that guy. You know, there's no other place where you can do this kind of stuff. Blah, TV, forget TV. Um, and, uh, then they released the portal so you could, uh, submit your own. Uh-huh. And then. So originally Newgrounds, you, you just had to like 
you you couldn't just submit it from the outside like they had a yeah yeah it was it was only there. like Tom and his friends okay, and he would submit thing. stuff and that was actually like super revolutionary at the time like Tom pretty much invented the idea of like submitting content and just having yeah yeah and just having it up once you upload it um and this is like well before YouTube yeah right? oh yeah like, absolutely um this is what mid two thousands early uh maybe early maybe 2000s, late nineties mid two thousand yeah maybe early two thousands. Um, but anyway, so I was really into Newgrounds, and then, I don't remember how I found it, but I found DBZ in a nutshell, uh -huh. um, on Newgrounds, and I was like, what? And it was hugely up, like, everybody loved it, but it was like Your, an animation that the went thing with you it. made. Yeah, but, but somebody had made an animation with it, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, but apparently, it had gotten out even more, because somebody renamed it. So they oh. renamed it Invader Zim Does DBZ, um, which is like, whatever. But is like, there any like conceivable way that it sounded like Invader Zim? I, it sounds sort of like Gur, like uh, a little bit, yeah. just because it's like sped up. Um, but so when I saw that, I was like, what the fuck? And then I went on Napster and searched Invader Zim Does DBZ, and it was like hugely more popular than the one that Crazy. I yeah that I had titled. And someone just fucking stole it. Yeah. So and and it like apparently they understood SEO a lot better than me because they combined two different things. Um, but so a lot of people thought that was from Invader Zim, and it said in the credits of the animation like, oh, yeah, this is an Invader Zim thing." So I messaged him. His name was Channel Cat, and I, we're actually friends now. Um, but. Uh, I was like, hey, I did this, and he was like, oh, okay, and then he credited me, and I was like, oh, sweet. Oh, wow. Um, but, but it was, like, huge. That's a pretty good first experience to have someone actually be like, okay, I know. cool. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, and he, it was, like, so popular. I think it was, like, number one on Newgrounds for a while. Wow. And I was like, this is crazy. So this is basically, like, your first viral thing. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then after a long while, like, after that got popular, people found my other ones and started making like less popular versions of like Pokemon in a nutshell and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is so cool. Wow. Um, but then I just got into voice acting a lot. Well, but sir, before we go there, though, you, you mentioned the ego thing already. You said by ego. Did you already have the ego raptor name? Like, was yeah. that something that was around for a long time? So ego raptor was a character I made when I was like around nine, I think. And I really wanted to. I just wanted to like draw stuff and tell stories like I think I wanted to make cartoons but I knew I couldn't so I just made comics but I wasn't good at it so I came up with this idea for this character Ego Raptor who was like this raptor with a really long neck and like spikes and he had like a metal plate on his head or some shit mm -hmm. um you know that so Audrey has a dinosaur book uh -huh. I had no idea that there was a dinosaur called Eo Raptor. yeah and I read that for the first time I was like oh I didn't appreciate that that's probably where you're your I, name came from. I think so. Um, because there was also Oviraptor, which I was into mm -hmm. as a kid. So I think it was just like something. a yeah. I think it was just a combination or something. But I was I was really into Jurassic Park. So I liked on it. I had like a dinosaur poster on my wall and stuff. But well, uh I didn't realize that Ego Raptor was actually a character. What? Yeah, yeah. Well he's always been a character. Um I just never really did anything with him. Uh and he's and he's like changed so much over the years, just based on like what I was into and like the kind of stories that I wanted to tell. Um, so the first one, he was this raptor guy, and he was a real, like, hard ass, and, um, he was actually, like, a dude that would transform into Ego Raptor. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was, like, literally three panels that I drew, and that was it. It was just a guy working out. It was a little, like, like, comic strip style thing. Yeah, and he's just like, man, I'm done training, and then, like, a yin-yang wave, 
washes <laughs> over him, and then it's just Igor after his face, and then that was it. I was like, this is so cool. What's the Igor Raptor voice? Like, he's been in animations, presumably, oh, since no, then? no, never. Or? I've never yeah. made an animation with Igor Raptor. And I never came up with a voice for him, either. But th- there were so many different phases. Like, that was the first phase. And then the second phase was, like, a more refined version of that. Um, he didn't have the long, stupid neck. And he had, like, a cooler outfit. And then, um, and then I, like, split him up into, like, different human characters and Raptor characters. Mm-hmm. So there was, like six different ego raptors that were all from different planets or some shit i mean it was <laughs> stupid as hell but then like there were so many different iterations of stories until at this point which he's been for i don't know like 10 years now he's just like this kind of kid with spiky hair like this androgynous kind Can of people find this stuff online <sighs> i think if you like when you, when you say he's been you're talking about like in your head like well, where the character got to or what so a big part of my life was creating websites that was sort of my creative outlet. So um, I would I would just make these websites and I would just like write like bios. Just for fun. Yeah. yeah. And I would just send it to my friends and be like, this is my website, you know, this is bio about Egoraptor. And, you know, I'd have all these drawings of him and stuff and, and like explaining who he is and where he's from. And, and then I would change it and then uh, I would make different websites that like were about different things. And But it, it always had like an Egoraptor presence and stuff. Can people, um, are these websites still live? Like, can people find them? I don't even know. Because you Pro- know people are going to try. Probably at least with the Wayback Machine, you can, I, I found, like, the splash page to one of my oldest websites, the Starcade Base. That was, like, that was, like, MIDI in the background and uh-huh. everything. And yep. It was, like, a Mega Man fan site. But it was, I can't imagine, like, what I did to some kids who were fans of Mega Man, because, like, my website played itself off like it was this, like this is the official source for news and and like information, and it was literally just like sprite rips of characters, and I would write my own <laughs> bios on them, uh, and like they're they're like oh they teamed up and created this team and blah blah blah, and he's edgy and hard and cool, and people were like wow I guess he's really like that. But so like, there's like just, ten kids out there who still think that yeah that's a thing, like the like base from Mega Man store the Benkai team, and I don't remember what the fuck it was called, but. I don't know. I just, I just, I always wanted to like create and tell stories. So I just did it one way or another. So you're, and this was all like basically like high school at this point. Yeah. You're talking about. So actually, I wanted to ask about that too. Cause what, so who you, like, what's your deal in high school? You know, who did you hang with? What kind of, were you nerdy? Were you gregarious? Were you, well, I was like, was I was only in high school for two years. Uh-huh. Um, and then I got taken out slash dropped out. Um, but I'll get to that. But I just had a group of friends that I was friends with since, I would say, early middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, one of them is actually in Metal Gear Awesome. He's the guy that, like... Oh, really? He's the guy at the end who's like, you have to look at the CD uh-huh, kit. That's uh-huh. Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and it's a funny story about that, too, because I lived near him, obviously. We were childhood friends for the first this one. This is Florida. Yeah. Florida, yeah. Um, but then for the second one, he was, like, in college or something. Um... And he was like in North Carolina or something like that. So I was making Metal Gear Awesome 2 and I couldn't get him on mic and he had like a shitty mic and I was already like, I got a high quality mic, I gotta make it sound great. So he sent me this recording and it was really shitty quality so I was like, oh I could like put a phone filter on it and make it just, he's over the phone it'll sound fine. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's what I did uh-huh. for that gag. Otherwise he would have just been there with me. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, it was just it was really just my childhood friends. We'd o- always been friends since the beginning and like maybe I've made one or two new friends But I was not gregarious always made fun of 
always were you teased. Quiet? Would you say quiet? Yes and no. I mean, quiet outside of your circle of friends, but not inside or something like that. I mean, I don't know what it is about me, but I've always just had like moods. Like, there's like three different versions of me you could find. Like, there's like the version where I don't want to talk to anybody. Leave me alone. There's the version where like I'm really nice, but I'm calm. And then there's the version of me where I'm just like off the wall bananas, really energetic. Uh huh. Um, and that's the that's the side of me that I sort of like put out on the internet, right? Right. But um, most of the time I'm one of the first two. Um, more so the nice one lately. I think when I was a kid I was a lot more like closed in, mm-hmm. um, and didn't want anybody to bother me for whatever reason. Uh, but like, yeah, that was sort of at odds growing up. Because sometimes people's first impression of me would be that I was like crazy and wacky. And then when they'd see me again, they'd be like, oh, why are you so like weird and quiet and standoffish? Um, A tradition that has continued to this day. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Uh, But yeah, high school wasn't super eventful for me. I I didn't do well because I didn't like. The thing is, so I always tested well. So whenever they did like are you, what's your IQ and like your, whatever, uh, where should we place you? I always got like the highest, it's like gifted all the time, you know, high level math, high level this, but I hated school. Mm -hmm. So I never did any of the work or, or any of the homework, which is weird because I have like a crazy good work ethic. But for some reason with school, I was just like, I don't care. I, wh- why do I need to know this stuff? So you even had a good work ethic back then. It just was about other stuff. Yeah, absolutely. If it was about like art, if it was about um, like a project or something, I was always really into it. But school, like I hated. And and it's weird too because even when I got jobs and I didn't really like the jobs, I always did really well. So I don't, hmm. I don't know why. I I always went like above and beyond with jobs. Were you? So one thing I noticed about you now is that it seems like you're very into self improvement. Like you, you know, you learn Japanese, you know, you, you work out, you seem to actively make time to learn new stuff and really try to, you know, make yourself more well-rounded and in a lot of different senses. Um, more so than most people I know. I, think. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you think that's fair, but uh, that's what I see anyway. Were, were you always like that or was this, you know, or not really? You just did kind of whatever you found interesting. Maybe that's still what it is. I think, I, I think maybe it's just common in like teenagers, maybe not, but I was always into like introspection, mm-hmm. like sort of figuring out what's going on with me or like fi- trying to figure out the world um, and like how things work. And I, I think the self-improvement aspect of it is, is more recent just because when I was younger, the only way I sort of identified myself was through my work. And that especially became uh, amplified by being in the public eye and having a reputation to uphold. You know, once once people started watching my cartoons and wanting more cartoons and comedy and stuff, um, I sort of felt beholden to that. And my identity was that I was an animator, mm-hmm. um, that I need to be creating regular content. Um, and that's who I am. So there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of effort put into anything but that mm-hmm. in terms of self-improvement. And then once 
I think, and I know we're not supposed to be talking about that, but it's sort of relevant to the question. Once Game Grumps came into the picture and, and things were getting a lot easier for me, like financially, and I have to worry about as much stuff, um, then it sort of became, oh shit, like what's next? Right. You know, now that I had worked my whole life trying to become comfortable, become stable or something. And now that I was, what do I work for now? Like, what do, and, and, and I don't mean to say like, that's all that I wanted, but like, that's what's sort of drilled into your head as a kid. Like you need to work hard so that your hard work pays off. Right. And then, but once that happens, what do you do? Um, if that happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you keep working hard? Do you like, what do you do? So that's when the self-improvement stuff started happening because I was like, I was sort of looking inward finally and just being like, oh, I'm not really that happy. And, and that's the thing that sort of, and I've said in a couple panels and maybe a couple interviews about this sort of idea of why don't you go back to your roots and do animation and stuff. Um, but people don't, they look at, my old animations and see like a more creative person or, or something like that. But I look back at those and I see like somebody who was like desperate, Mm -hmm. like desperate for attention, desperate for to, to be important. Uh, and, and like a sad person because that's all I had, you know? And I, and I wasn't like thinking about myself, uh, a lot. I was thinking about, you know, what can I do to entertain these people and like build up my reputation or whatever. Um, I mean, I personally hate the whole, why don't you go back to your roots question? Because what to me that says is, why don't you take the entire, like all your effort that you put into evolving as an artist and as a creator and whatever, and just forget that for a little while and go back to doing probably stuff that you don't like as much anymore. Agreed. And, And that's not to say... I agree because I don't like it. I like animation, but um, those animations were in like a really bad time in my life. Um, and things are a lot better now for me, like personally as a person. Um, and that sort of took me only until recently to, to figure out was that like, oh, maybe I should be focusing on like becoming a happier person so- and like doing things for, for me, not in the selfish sense, but in the like, I don't want to be miserable for the rest of my life sense, you know? What was the, I mean, what were the rough times? Like, what was going on? Well, so when I was doing those animations, I mean, I, you know, I had moved to, I mean, that's like eight years of my life or something. So maybe it was shorter than that. Maybe like six years. But like, I didn't have, there were, points where I didn't have a job, like I moved out to Orlando for a while and from where where had you been before that? From West Palm Beach. Living with and my that's parents. Like how far like an hour or something away? Four hours four, away. Oh, okay. I don't four know. Four or three hours. Um but yeah, so I was like far away and I was like living in my friend's living room and I like I could barely make rent and I didn't have a job for a long time. So um that was really stressful and I felt like I was, you know, like asking a lot of my friends and so my like friendships were strained and like my relationship wasn't that great at the time because I didn't like, I was miserable. So I, I, I didn't know how to handle myself in a relationship and situation. You were, with, you were with Susie? 
then or no? Yeah, yeah. No. Um, we've been together for a long time. We've been through a lot. Um, it, it wasn't any one thing in particular. It was just like I had always grown up sort of an outcast, and there was there was finally something in my life that was like, oh, you're not an outcast anymore. So I was desperately clinging to it, which was which was animation, and and even still, the community that I was in, uh, the, the Newgrounds community, yeah, uh, which was at times supportive, was also extremely toxic, um, and was really analogous to like what I experienced in school. There were like there were tons of bullies, tons of people who were like, "You're not a true artist," and the fact that when I came onto the scene. The first thing that I really released was Metal Gear Awesome, mm -hmm. and it was it was a huge hit relatively to to what people were used to on Newgrounds. Oh, and I bet people it, who had been there for a while were like, "Who the it, fuck is this guy?" Immediate, right? yeah, immediate. Just I don't I don't know who this is. Like, fuck this guy. All he makes is parodies and makes fun of video games and rides on the back of their success and that kind of thing, which completely threw you know my sense of like being an artist like for. I had an identity crisis, basically, um, because, you know, deep down, I did want to make, deep down, I sort of agreed, right? right. I did want to make these, like, stories or my own characters or whatever, but because I had had success and I immediately got a job with MTV because of uh, making these parodies, I was like, well, I have to make these if I want to make a living off of this, you know? I don't want to keep fucking working at Blockbuster forever. Yeah. Um, I much prefer making cartoons for a living than doing that, you know, and if it's, I enjoy making them, so what's the big deal? But obviously it was, it was easy to feel shame when people were constantly shaming you. Was the MTV, that was the G-hole yeah, stuff? Yeah. So what was that? Well, after I'd made Metal Gear Awesome and, uh, a lot of people were, had eyes on it, um, MTV had this internet show. It was like one of the first internet shows, uh, called the G-hole. And it was just a gaming show and they wanted like little interstitial bits. So they'd have a segment and then they'd have like a little, you know, transition and then another segment. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what my cartoons were. Oh, cool. So they asked me for a bunch of them. They uh, basically saw your stuff on Newgrounds. They mm -hmm. saw Metal Gear Awesome. Yeah. And then were like, that dude, let's bring him in. Pretty much. And it was funny because, you know, being the being the artist that I was at the time, Metal Gear Awesome was not like the peak of my ability. It was like drawn badly on purpose. And, mm -hmm. um, so I remember the phone call I had with the guy uh, who was like hiring me. And I was like, so you want, he was like, I want 30 seconds. You know, I want stuff like Metal Gear Awesome. And I was like, okay, so you want it to be like, like pretty high quality and stuff because it's going to be from TV. It's going to be like on TV, quote unquote. Um, and he was like, nope, I want it <laughs> to look just like Metal Gear Awesome. I was like, no, oh. okay. That makes my life easier, but it was like a little bit like, but I can do better. Um, but after a while, I was, I mean, I think I made like $300 per cartoon. For 30 seconds of... Yeah, before taxes. So my checks wow. were actually like That's $160. nothing for yeah. that amount of animation. Yeah. It was, but of course, at the time, you were like, holy shit, they're paying Yeah, it was right? like, money! Yeah. <laughs> wow! And I think I actually asked for a raise at one point. I was like, this is not enough. And I asked for like a $50 raise, which translated to like, $15. Did they give it to you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, my producer, like, I, I really got to give him credit. Um, I think his name was Andy. Uh, he was so cool and so, like, he was like, look, I got I to gotta be honest with you, like, my boss didn't want to pay anybody. Didn't want to pay you. Didn't want to pay any, like, contractors or anything that we, that we got. 
it was it was me that fought for it because I knew you guys would you know like you need it like, this is work you yeah. know and it was like this is the budget that I could get like, and at that age like literally any money you make is important yeah right I mean you're probably what 19 or something then like yes younger? yeah 18 or 19 I think 18 that's, that's... 300 bucks is a lot of money to an 18 year old yeah well 160 <laughs> <laughs> I didn't that was my first run-in with taxes oh because you were like why am I getting paid yeah, less yeah because I mean it's like when you say, oh, I earn whatever an hour at Blockbuster or whatever, it's like, you don't really do the math in your head and you're just like, oh, this is my check, I guess. And then I had done like some freelance stuff, like I designed a website for a friend and it was like 150 bucks and then they just gave me cash and I was like, oh, yay. Nice. Um, so yeah, just seeing that, like the hit of the money that I was promised, I was like, wow, this fucking sucks. <laughs> and that has rung true for the yep. rest of my days. Um. What was the topic? And so then we were talking about MTV. So I'm curious, did you, so you did that for what, a year or something like, or just one season or what? I did a bunch of those. They all became compiled into the awesome compilations. And I think there were six of them mm -hmm. and there were three each. So that was what, 18? I think so I made like 18 shorts. Those are on YouTube now or no? Yeah, totally yeah. on YouTube. They're on YouTube as their own thing. Not um, on the Ego Raptor channel. They were on. Yes, they are. Oh, they are. Okay. Um, the only one that's not is Prince of Awesome, which is uh, which I didn't upload because it's on the MTV channel. Um, they randomly uploaded one of them, and that mm -hmm. was it. And, and the, you don't get like residuals or anything on these, right? It's just like flat fee. That's it. Well, what since I mean? uploaded them to YouTube, I've been earning money on them. Oh, right, but not from MTV. Yeah, but I don't think they care or know. Yeah. Well. Um. And it, that was something I was always scared of. That was my first run in with a like copyright where I was like, I was like scrambling to find like the contracts I signed for yeah, it because yeah. I didn't know if like I could still earn money on them or whatever. Um, so I, there might still be a gray area there. Do you look at back at those now and you're still proud of them? Like, do you still like them or? The, yeah, there's a couple that I still think are funny. Um, they're super popular, right? These have millions upon millions of, of yeah, views. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, if I could go back and remake them, I would, which I actually did. Whew, that was an interesting part of my life. So in, I was like, I got to find a way to make a, like a real, like real money off of this because for a time after the MTV thing was over, um, Tom from Newgrounds started sponsoring videos. Mm -hmm. So he was like, if you put the Newgrounds logo on this, I'll give you like, I don't know, it was like 600 bucks or like a thousand bucks or something. And I was like, whoa, big money. Yeah. So uh, I started doing that, and that was like my living. You were doing that like full time? Like you weren't working other... Well, so it was easy at first because all I was doing was compiling the things I already made. Um, oh, right. And then making little like shorts. Like they were like secret. Because um, I, I don't know. I just really enjoyed the idea of like, oh, if you click around in the menu, there's some secrets. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but once that was sort of drying up, I was like, I can't make cartoons this fast. So I started, and because I couldn't sell the MTV, the ones that I made for MTV, um, I was like, why don't I just remake them to be better? Because I'm a better animator now. Um, I can make them sound better. I can add more jokes. I can make them funnier, time them better. So I started to make remakes of all of them. And then I was going to sell a DVD. So that's why there's Awesome Center Redux, which is the more popular one. Um, and 
animal awesome crossing redux mm -hmm. um the two originals exist but they're not nearly as popular as the as the better ones they're all on your channel yeah and then i was going to make a couple new ones so awesome gaiden was one that i was going to make for the dvd um and then i just released them and i don't remember why i think it was because why did i release them did i release them after awesome reach Awesome Reach was the big change because that's when I got contacted by Machinima on YouTube to be partnered so mm -hmm. that I could start making money on YouTube from ads. So I did that. Oh, right. So before then, right, because that's when they were sort of first rolling out monetization and all that stuff. Yeah. Right? And so it was, before it was, that, you were just making nothing, really. On pretty YouTube. much. Yeah. Just the sponsorship money from Tom. Um, and, uh, uh okay so i signed up for the monetization thing which was at the time was a flat rate thing and i think people still think that's how it works but it's not yeah um but uh so it was like for every thousand views i would make two dollars so i was like let's test that out and i was working on a i was working freelance for video game graphics or something at the time and i wanted to take a break because i hated the project uh and i made awesome reach in two weeks and then I released it on YouTube and it was like a, just a gigantic, the biggest success I've ever had at the time. Really? And because... Just like blew up immediately. Yeah. And I made more money than I had ever made in my life just from that one cartoon. And how, like how many subscribers, this, was this the thing that kind of launched the Ego Raptor channel? On, on YouTube, yes. On YouTube. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was definitely Awesome Reach, um, the Halo Reach parody. And... Uh, I, I was just like, fuck everything else but this. <laughs> this makes me so much money. It's so much more fun. Um, I hate the game project I'm working on, and I just I just bailed on everything. Um, the game. What do you mean the game project? I was helping an indie game. Uh, I was doing the art and animation for an indie game, um, which is actually some of the best animation I've ever done. Um, but I just I hated it. So you were just like, fuck that, I'm out, YouTube. Yeah, and I wasn't under contract or anything, so I didn't feel super bad. And also, I didn't really like the guys too much um, that were working on it. Uh, yeah, so th then YouTube happened, and I was like, oh my god, I have to I have to make cartoons like regularly. And for a while, I think I did. Um, and then fucking Polka Awesome happened. Oh, and then it was just like off to the races I, I, w I was i was like i was like i'm rich like this is <laughs> this is crazy like i bought a car it was my first car i ever bought from the money you made from poco awesome? yeah just that that's amazing i know it was i was like i i can't believe my life right now so um i mean it was like a shitty used mini cooper um but it was like it wasn't a hand-me-down from my dad so what did your family think were they just like oh my god like we didn't think it would happen but it's happening i I don't remember if I was like. And were you out here in LA at that point? Uh, yes, yes. I was living in a shitty apartment in Burbank, um, with t with two other roommates, and Susie I think was living with me at that point. So my rent was like nothing, and the and it was it was like literally like nine hundred square feet. It was so small. Uh, is that small? Uh, it's not crazy small. I was sharing it with four, three oh, other people. 900 feet with four people? Yes, that's small. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what the fuck was this? Your uh, family, I was asking. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, here's the thing about that, though, is I can say that now. I, I can tell this story now exactly how I was feeling at the time um, and totally own it. But because I came up in that environment 
that like that Newgrounds environment where it was like all about the art man and stuff like that. I I, I think I was like ashamed for um, being successful. Yeah, for for like having that much money. Like I would never have said that online. I would never have said like I made this much. Um, and and to some degree, like I still feel that way a little bit, but. Um, at the time it was, it was crazy harsh. So like, I, I can't remember if I did tell my parents like right away and, and you know, that's something that you want to be like, you know, look at me, I'm successful right. now. Yay. Uh, to your parents. But like, but that, that's why I'm asking. Yeah. It, it had carried over so much the attitude. Um, and it, and it was so apparent too, because I didn't have to say it once the news caught on, you know, and there were all those like buzz articles of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The this is how much animators. YouTube yeah, makers, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, here's the algorithm, do the math and figure out how much your favorite guys make. And yep. people were like, what? Egrip's making this much? This is fucking bullshit, man. And, and so I was like, oh, I don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's still a stigma attached absolutely. to it for sure. Because no one wants to, you know, everyone wants to see their favorite people be successful, of but course. But not, not too successful. But that's right. And if, if it, I think there's a difference between like appreciating that your favorite creators have some kind of cultural cachet yeah, and appreciating that they're actually making a living off of, off of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Like it always, I completely agree with you. To me, it still feels dirty to say I make money off YouTube. Yeah. It's like, it, it feels like people will resent that statement. And I know most fans probably don't and won't like, that's what they want. They support us because they want us to right. be able to keep doing it. But mm -hmm. I think if you make, you know, it, the, no matter how much money you make, you make a dollar off YouTube, someone's going to be like, what a fucking sellout. Yeah. Like, for doing literally anything. Yeah. It, it really is a shame. And But the, the reality is, before I was doing animation regularly, I was doing other stuff, too. I was writing music. Um, I, was, I, was, I was writing. Writing music on, it, on what you're playing... I, I was I was learning keyboard and I was writing music on just like various programs that I was mm -hmm. learning because I was all about like oh the new pro I want to learn this and this um and I was I was getting progressively better at everything like I, I was writing a lot a lot of stories that wasn't that weren't comedy um I was sculpting mm -hmm. um and animation was the thing that started making me money so that's the reason why I was making regular cartoons was because I was getting paid for it, you mm -hmm. know, and if I wasn't getting paid for it, you know, pe people like to think like, oh, I would be doing it anyway. And yeah, that's probably true, but I wouldn't have been making it with the regularity for sure or in the same style as people enjoy because the awesome series was, I was beholden to that because that was the brand. So I was making video game parodies because people watched them because they did well, because I made money, you know? Yeah. Um, and if that weren't the case, significantly less animations would have come out and they probably would have been like kind of boring to people. Like I would have experimented with like really serious storytelling. I would have experimented Absolutely. with. And as you get older too, you know, you have to earn money. You have to support people. You have, it's not just you anymore. Like, yeah. you, know, you know, you're married. I'm married. I have a kid. Like gotta, you have to earn money or the people you love will not be able to live their lives. Yeah, Absolutely. I wanted to ask with the animation too, like I'm always curious, I don't think I've ever asked you this, is what, you know, like who were your, your, your big influences from, actually I'm curious about this for both animation and comedy, like did you have 
particular animators you loved, comedians or shows, just anything like that? Like who, who do you feel like really informed your style? Well, I was really into anime growing up. Not exactly a shock. Yeah. <laughs> as as we sit in a room surrounded by anime characters. <laughs> um, yeah, really into Dragon Ball Z. Um, a lot of 90s anime. Uh, a lot of obscure 90s anime. Like, Iria w was like my biggest influence for sure. And it's why I think I like um, female heroes, heroines. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and like fucking Dominion Tank Police and like Akira, Peacock King. It's all these like weird, obscure anime. But also, like when I was really young, I was watching like Nicktoons. I didn't have Cartoon Network, so I didn't know any of those. But Ren and Stimpy, definitely. Rocco, absolutely. Yeah. Um, even Doug and Rugrats to some extent. Uh, I was into Ah Real Monsters, I was really into. Zim. Um, I did not ever watch Invader Zim. Really? Until, that that and, shocks me. Until pretty recently. Um, it's a great show. Um, like, retroactively, you I... just I, didn't see it. But you're, I mean, you're a big Joan of Vasquez fan now, right? Yeah. Um, but I didn't, I didn't, like, grow up with him or anything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, watching Zim, I was like, this is really good. Um... Were you into, like, the, you know, kind of DuckTales, Tiny Toons, sure. Animaniacs? Yeah, stuff? Tiny, yeah, Animaniacs, totally. I, I think just any cartoon I could watch. There were a lot of obscure ones that I watched, too. There was, like, Project Geeker I was really into, and nobody remembers that. Um, just a lot of one-off stuff. Like, I liked a lot of Saturday morning action cartoons. I really yeah. liked the Mega Man cartoon. Mm -hmm. Um, I was into Mummies Alive, which... No, no memory of that. So there was this, like... There was this weird uh, subset of action cartoons in like the early '90s that were directed by Japanese directors. Hmm. I don't know why or like what this trend was, but that really got me into. I think that was like the gateway to anime because I saw that anime had that style to it, and I was like, "Oh, I want more of this." So, like, what are you talking about? What are examples? So, there's this style of animation called sakuga. But also sometimes it's called Conda style where like and you've probably seen it where it's very like perspective driven and they have these huge big movements that mm -hmm. go like all the way into the camera and they like pop in and pop out and you know the, when they do like a big punch it's like Rah! and their like face gets right into the camera and there's like action lines and shit. Uh -huh. I loved that and I still do. And there were American cartoons that aped. That. Yes. Uh, like Mummies what? Alive was huge on that. Um, even Mega Man to some extent. Uh, yes. And and there was just some some appeal to that some appeal to like that those huge movements, um, and it's it's weird because I never really realized how much I cared about that style and how much it, it affected me until like I hadn't watched anime in a while, and then I saw Little Witch Academia, which came out like a, two years ago, um, maybe three, and there's like this big catharsis at the end with like this huge beautifully animated Sakuga part. Where she like pulls out a bow and it like transforms and then she fires it, and I like started crying, <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, why, why am I so affected by this? This isn't even like a, it's not like a, I'm, it's not blowing my mind story wise, but it was the animation. Like I was just watching it, and it was so beautiful. Wow. Um, and the same thing happened to me when I was, uh, the first time I was in Japan, we went and saw like a live Power Rangers show. Mm -hmm. And the whole plot was like they got split up because some of the Power Rangers went into like an alternate dimension. And then the the Power Rangers that weren't in the alternate dimension had to go find them and rescue them. 
So they went into this dark dimension and then they like f found each other and broke out. And once they broke out, they were all together again and then they did like a big like they all posed and then uh -huh. and then like right when they did their big like group pose, there was like this like lightning bolt effect in the background and the music all swelled and I was I was just like bawling. <laughs> I, was like, I, I know. I was like, That's I can't awesome. believe I'm crying right now. I was like, I was, I was so like I was hiding it from everybody. I was like it's a great show. It's a great show. Um but you, that, sorry, go ahead. Uh I don't know. I don't know. There was no point to that really. It's just are you a big Iron Giant fan? I've never seen it. Really? Yeah. That shocks me. I've always meant to. I love the story behind it. It's I, I love that film. Yeah. For some reason that seems to me like something you would really enjoy. Um but well, I was just thinking about it because it, it is another one where it's really moving, and you know it's Brad Bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just shockingly moving and well done. So you heard the story behind the production, right? Uh, no. I mean, I might have at some point, but I don't remember it. So he he was paid to produce a film, and he had two units. This is what I've heard. I might be wrong about this, but this is a story that's always inspired me. Is so he had two units, and um the film that he was asked to make was very like producery kind of garbage like you know you got to hit these beats and blah 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 Save the world. um yeah and so he had one unit working on that movie and then he had his other unit working on the iron giant hmm. um and then he would like show them the progress on like the shit movie that he was making but secretly using the really? money also to make iron giant amazing um and then he finished iron giant and was just like here it is. I tricked you guys. It's a finished movie, so you paid for it. And then, so they, I guess they like, they were like, well, fuck this. We're not going to advertise it or anything because you like screwed us over. Yeah. Um. And now it's this huge cult success. Yeah, and for sure. I saw that in the theater. Like I, I've, I've always wanted to see it. I need to see film. it. What Things happened? To, do you know what happened to the first movie or it just never like got I don't done? think it ever got finished. Hmm. So, I mean, who cares? <laughs> it's probably garbage anyway. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I love that. I love that spirit of, uh, like this is what I want to make, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, so you were out here in LA for for how long before Grumps? Uh, Grumps was was it 2012 or 2013? I think it was 2012. It's like June or July. Yeah, because this is Dan's third year. Okay, so that would make it, yeah 2012. Right? Yeah. So it was like it was it was like June or July that we started Game Grumps. And did so, you did you know John like well already? Um, not well. Uh, we were becoming good friends. Uh, so the first time I met him, well, I saw his Dino City video on Reddit, and it, Ross even like sent me a link like soon after I had watched it, and he was like, "Dude, you got to check this guy out. Like, he really he does it right, you know." And I was like, "Yeah, this guy's really funny." Um, so I reached out to him, and he was like a fan of mine. So oh, cool. it was like easy to connect with him, and I was like, "Dude, and he was it. out here in LA." Yeah, uh, he, he lived in Palos Verdes, Palos which Verdes. is like maybe like a two-hour drive, an hour and a half drive. Yeah, it's south. Yeah. Yes, um, and I was like, "Dude, we gotta hang out. We gotta." And I was in my shitty Burbank apartment. I was like, "Man, we gotta connect or something. We gotta eat cookies and drink Dr. Pepper." And he was like, "Yeah." And so <laughs> he came over to my house. And so this is like 2011, something like or 2012. Maybe God, I don't even know. Whenever that, whenever Dino City was released, um, and that Reddit post was made, it was shortly after that. Uh, it's probably right around the time we met too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't even know if I was working on Dinosaur Laser Fight at that time. It was definitely in that. No, 
Dinosaur Laser Fight was in Palmdale, so it was after. All right, so, yeah. so we already knew each other. No, we didn't. I might have known Ninja Sex Party, but um, I met John in Burbank, and then I started working on Dinosaur Laser Fight in Palmdale. Oh, I see. Okay. Which was after Burbank. Yeah, gotcha. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah. So, yeah, we sort of hit it off. We were playing, I, was, I remember I was playing like the shitty new Castlevania game that I hate. It's just like God of War. And uh, we were sort of ripping on it together, and I was like, I like this guy. And then he asked me to help him work on some JonTrons, and I did. I, I helped him write uh, the Star Fox Adventure ones, which took a long time to come out. Mm -hmm. And then uh, and then I helped him film a couple, but I think that was after Game Grumps, so forget that. Um, but yeah, I was just hanging out with him more and more, just because we, we really got along, and I think he... I think he was sort of drawn to me because he he had he had been a big fan of mine for a long time, and I was drawn to him because he sort of uh, he had this energy about him that he was like very excited to make things, and he was very eager to sort of like listen to what I had to say about making things, mm -hmm. um, because I've been doing it for so much longer, uh, and also I think at that time I had made sequelitis already, mm -hmm. so he was really into that. Yeah. Um. And so when you guys, I mean, with the decision to start a Let's Play channel, so this is actually before YouTube changed the algorithm, right? Yeah, so that's weird. I mean, the, just the long and short of it is we'd wanted to, we'd wanted to do something together um, for a while. Just like one of those relations where like, yeah, dude, we should totally. Yeah, like, yeah, whatever, yeah. Right? And it never really became anything. Like he had asked me to be on a couple JonTron bits or whatever. Um, in fact, I remember... I remember specifically it was it was me and him and Barry because Barry used to help write a lot of his stuff because they were childhood friends. Yes, right, yeah. Um, and I actually hated Barry at first. I didn't I didn't hate him as a oh, person. Oh, okay, no, let's let's talk about this. Th <laughs> this I want to hear about. I I didn't hate him as a person. It was ju it was just some transference or whatever. Where like I wanted to be friends with John and Barry was like always there, and I was like, well, <laughs> do you remember the first time you met Barry? I was at my house. It like was, I think it was, yeah, I think it was the first time that John came over. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, I don't remember, but it was definitely one of the first times I met him was when John came over and he wanted to write, uh, um, the Malkovich game show, uh, -huh. uh, which I was in. And I remember he was like, <laughs> there was an ending and it was sort of tame. And then he was like, what if he is John? What? Barry? So you say, when you said John he was like, John, John was okay. Um, so John was, he wanted to do this ending that was really tame, and he was like, you know, I kind of want to do this thing where, like, like, aliens take over, and it's, like, these lizard people, and then we have, like, this big space duel. And I'm like, that's <laughs> awesome. And he's like, no, it's it's stupid. Like, fuck it, whatever. And I was like, no, 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 we're going to do that. Like, if you want to do that, we should do that. Um, and he was like, oh, okay. Um, so that was, like, that was I think that was a big moment where, like, we sort of connected uh -huh. um, creatively. Uh, but anyway, so Game Grumps came about because we had been wanting to do something together and we were at my house in my office and I had, it was, it was basically the grump room. Um, and so we were on the couch and it was like, Zan was there and I think like Michael Barrity or maybe it was Barry or whatever. I think Ross was there as well. Like Zan was around so early. Zan and John were childhood friends as well. I didn't remember. Okay. I didn't yeah. know that. Um, so we were playing Smash Brothers, and John and I got into an argument about uh, 
whether Wolf was a clone of Fox or not. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think so, and he did. And we had this huge heated argument that, that like, we, we stopped playing, and, like, and like we, like, stood up, and we were, like, shouting at each other, like, no, you don't get it. Like, it's like this. And he's like, no, he's, he's not a clone, or he is a clone because of this. And I'm like, no, that's fucking bullshit. And then I, I, it was, like, Ross or somebody, or maybe it was us, who was just like, why don't you guys just do this and make it a podcast? We were like, that sounds great. We'll call it Game Grumps because we're angry all the time. Um, and then it was like, hey, I'm grump. I'm not so grump. Ah. And then it was funny. And then we were like, we should fucking do that. So <laughs> after like a couple weeks, we sort of like, I think back and forth that idea. Um, and then it became a Let's Play because we were like, well, you know, Let's Plays getting popular. And like, oh, that yeah. PewDiePie guy. And like. Why don't we fucking do it? Like, it's a Let's Play. Fuck it. Like, it'll be funny. Like, as a parody, because, like, a long time ago on Twitter, I was like, if I, if I ever make a Let's Play, kill me. Like, fuck Let's Plays, whatever. You said that or John said I that? said it on Twitter, yeah. It's like a sort of famous tweet. Um, so we were just like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. It'll be stupid. So we filmed it, and the first one had face cam, and we scrapped that, and we did a couple different versions of like, it. Like, that never got broadcast, that face cam. No, I still have that footage, too. Um... But eventually, we filmed the Kirby Superstar episode and the Zelda episode, and Goof Troop, and uh, and we did like a whole session, and it was really, really, really fun. And then that day that we recorded it, um, I just did all the branding. I just drew the grump heads and did the background and the logo and everything. And I was just like, "Here it is. Here's the fucking pretty much as it currently is." Yeah, and I built the entire YouTube channel um, that day. Uh, and we just like, and John edited the videos, um, and then we put it up, like the next day, and then we just put out all those episodes. And we were like, we should we should do that again. It was a huge hit. It got like a hundred thousand views, like right off the bat, right. or a hundred thousand subs right off the bat. Um, and we were like, oh fuck, just because both. I mean, you both had millions of yeah, subscribers. We, yeah, at we that both point, had right? a, a fan base, and P and John was like very rapidly growing. Um, and I already had like a pretty established, I think I was already at a million, maybe I wasn't, but, um, but yeah, we did that and we were just like, well, when are we doing this again? You know? Yeah. Uh, and then the next time we did it, um, you know, we filmed it and it was super fun. Um, and then we did like Mega Man 7 and, uh, I was like, well, I can make like an animated bit because I grew up on like dudes doing like animated versions of podcasts. Mm -hmm. You know, they take a bit from a podcast and animate it. And I was like, yeah, I should yeah. do that for fucking Game Grumps. That would be amazing. So every time we recorded, I worked on an animation and then John edited. So like we would come in, we record, then John would sit next to me on his laptop and edit. And then I would make a Game Grumps animated huh. at the same time. Um, and then we would like finish at night and just be like, hey, that's what we got. And like after, after like a couple times, it took me like a couple sessions to do the animateds but um yeah that's 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 where it started right. and it just sort of it the it was a climb like it was so so quickly widely accepted um it was funny too because there was there was actually a lot of like initial backlash i remember specifically like the two best friends play that was like the only other sort of uh -huh. popular let's player that was like a duo yeah um they like publicly panned us when we first really? came out. Yeah. They were like, this is stupid. Like all huh. we're doing is giggling and like, it's not entertaining. And 
and they were kind of right, uh, but <laughs> that, like we we sort of came into our own. I did not realize, and th- I mean, it, not the original two guys, but yeah, Matt and uh, Pat, Matt, yeah. But Matt and Wooly came in the yeah, yeah, came yeah. here to. Um, I don't remember who it was that that wrote that Facebook post about us. I mean, maybe it was Pat, was and like I've never I've never too. met him. Jeez. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's how it came about. Super easy, simple story. Like, that's awesome. We just did it, and then people and liked this. it, so we kept doing it. Yeah. So to, uh, I think we should probably stop pretty soon, but I do want to go out on, on one high note, which is I looked up the, the least popular video on Ego Raptor. Uh-huh. Jack Jackieson. Jack Jackieson. So I wanted to ask about what the hell is up with Jack Jackieson. You've, so you've watched it? Uh, yes, I did. Well, it was it was like I said, and to to as a demonstration of how good it is, I remember literally nothing about it, but I did watch it. <laughs> it was uh, that's one of my favorite bits, actually. I mean, that was just one of my like little short comedy bits. Um, and I mentioned earlier when I made the compilations, I made yeah. like little secret videos. Yeah, so that was one of them. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, and then when YouTube came about, I just uploaded them all. But uh, that was just one of the comedy bits I did where. It was just an idea I had where it was, it was, I was listening to a lot of stand-up comedy. That the the laughter and clapping is actually from a Mitch Hedberg. Uh, oh, is it really? Set, yeah. Oh. So, um, are you a Hedberg fan? I love Hedberg. Yeah, me too. Um, but he, so it was always hilarious to me that when they'd come out, there'd just be huge applause for like, you know, the first thirty seconds of the first track. Yeah. And I was just like, God, why don't they just fucking shut up? So I just made this bit where this comedian comes out and it's just, it was like, woo! And he's like, all right, thanks, all right, thanks. And then they're just, woo! Like, all right, cool, all right, yeah. And it's like, woo! All right, shut the fuck up! And then that, 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 that was, was it. just it, yeah. So. And somehow that didn't capture the public attention as much as Poco Awesome. <laughs> well, I think it was visually too. Um, because, you know, the thumbnail looks like shit and the cartoon <laughs> looks like shit. And it's totally unshareable. So, but. Yeah, I mean, well, because that was the day, those were the days when you couldn't make your own thumbnail. It just oh, ripped right. it, it, just ripped it from that. the video, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was just this really shitty, sketchy looking thing that, who would want to watch that? I should go back and like replace all the thumbnails <laughs> so it looks a little, <laughs> a little better. <laughs> and maybe Jack Jackson will finally get the love it deserves. I don't know. I love those old bits. I'd love to make like little cartoon shorts again. I just haven't like, I just haven't had the inspiration, you know? Yeah, oh. Maybe it's just a matter of sitting down. A lot of that stuff was improvised, so that was that was improvised. Oh, really? Yeah, um, Poka Awesome was completely improvised. I had no idea. Um, I used to just come into whatever recording area I had at the time and just spit out like twenty different bits, and maybe like one of them would be halfway decent, um, and then I would animate it. It was like the what's what's heavier, a hundred pounds of bricks or a hundred pounds of feathers or whatever. And like, Clearly, the feathers. Are... And then he punches him in the face. It's, I mean, it's just all improvised. Sort of like the the Rick and Morty, right? Multi-dimensional TV. Yeah, exactly. Right it was there. exactly like that. Like just, just, I just what, I think it just stemmed from I really liked voice acting, so I just wanted to do that. I just like doing voices, so I would just get in front of the mic and see what I could do, and then they needed to say something, so I had to come up with something, and then eventually it became funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to some people, it's a pretty good. Summary of one's career. Eventually, it yeah. became funny. Yeah, yeah. If, if that's any note to leave off on, like, all of this just came about because I just said, "Fuck it, I'll just do it. I don't care." I mean, that was. I mean, that's Game Grumps. That's 
that's the animations. That's everything. Pretty much everything successful. Yeah. And, and I think worth watching at some levels. Yeah. Stems from, fuck it, let's just do this. Like, all, yeah. All someone the way, will like it. I don't know. <laughs> all the way back to those claymations, man. I was just like, fuck it. I'll give that a try. That looks fun. It's awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. This was good. Um, um, I, I felt like I had nothing to say and then I, I had a lot to okay. say. <laughs> Sweet. Thanks for interviewing me, Brian. Anytime, bro. You know it. You want to you suck me off later? Cool. <laughs>